actually today been um really busy um normally recording this podcast is the only thing I do on a Sunday but I just I had this idea and I thought I'm gonna do this and I ended up spending the whole day working on it um and I I can't actually say what it is yet but I can soon it's a surprise for you so you know like a a Christmas present so to speak you know and you're not you're not allowed to tell people it's like the rules or whatever um but I'm really fucking excited about it and I had a really great time uh putting it together so that was that was fun Sunday fun day as the wine mums say on the internet um so (laughs) So now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna record a podcast and it's gonna be lots of fun. Um, I actually I recorded a bit of it the other day, and and it got weird and intense. But I feel like that's what you guys come for, so it's okay. Um, so I recorded a little bit the other day, and now I'm just sort of finishing off the episode by recording the beginning because that makes sense, right? Fountains find my wishes, sending them to bright stars that feud with the lights of the skyline. You are pouring me juice as I watch palm trees dancing to the wind's melody. Silently you call my name, pointing at the sweet spot on your knee that I call home, and I think I finally learned how to be happy. I was just thinking about going to Vegas to be honest I was just thinking about it the other day by the way I, I should have mentioned I've decided I'm putting little background music in the background of these sort of talking bits that aren't poems because I do that on diverse verse and I think it works quite well so I was like let me just do it here instead as well also you know um anyways so <laughs> I was just thinking about I, I've never been to Vegas but I, I always thought it was quite a a lovely looking place and the kind of place I would like to go um sometimes I think about things and I aspire to things and I think well if I have that I'll be happy like I had my thing over the summer I was like if I go to Paris I'll be happy I still have yet to go to Paris um but I don't know that I would be happy if I did like at that time when I you know when I was thinking about Paris a lot and looking at pictures of it and and all that I think even if I went um 
I mean, I couldn't obviously because of the pandemic, but you know, if by some miracle I had gone or been able to go, I, I don't think I would have been happy because I wasn't happy in any other aspect. And so I was just sort of projecting all of this hope and and aspiration onto this one place and saying, I'm gonna go there and then everything will be fine. And of course it, it wouldn't have been, you know, because I wasn't happy um, in my life, right? However, now I am, I am happy. So I can look at these places and these these dreams I have of going to them and I can think, well, I could go there and I could be happy because I'm already happy when I'm leaving to go. So then when I get there, I'm going to be happy. So I don't have to put in, you know what I mean? The, the city doesn't have to put in the work to make me happy because I'm already happy. Um, and I think that's that's pretty significant. <laughs> you know, if you're going to escape to all these places and give in to Wanderlust, you have to, you know, you have to really kind of... Um, prepare because otherwise you're just going to be unhappy in another place and well that's expensive and who wants to do that you know what I mean um (laughs) so I was just I was just thinking about it you know um I think I would like to go there one day um I think that would be really cool and fun and glamorous (laughs) uh but we'll see we'll have to wait until coronavirus is done with us I suppose because well, you can't just go swanning off around the world anymore. Not that I could before, but you know. Um, but you know, if if I had loads of money and shit, I couldn't just go there. Although maybe I could, because the rules seem to apply differently for rich people. Uh, so maybe I could, but nevertheless, I am not currently rich, so it's a bit of a much of a muchness, really. Um, but I would like to go. It's, it's such a, a bright-looking place, and it looks so pretty and stuff in all the movies. And so that's that's going to be something I do when this pandemic is over. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go to Paris. Um, I, I, I'm going to make a list of all the places I'm going to go. If the world stops sort of being a massive on-fire thing, I've got plans rebellious subjects under the stars that sing oh how cruel is fate sweet harmony that betrays my destiny tear too i gasp grasping at my symptom-free throat googling traffickers that could smuggle me into the plague pit that our capital city has become on pain of death or public shaming I hope that you'll hold me when the week is over. Breathing slow beside the barricades, I curse every face that I see, playing games with blame like everyone knew I would. Because I'm a smart girl when I'm sober, but since I met you, I've been intoxicated. So I lash out at fate, unclean hands, washed but unmasked faces that stand between us. What sadness lengthens Jennifer's hours? 
not having the funds to just say fuck it and risk a fine or the selfish streak that so many let loose since we found ourselves in hell. My brain is not idle but has many children, dreaming divine of you and I underneath the roof of the market across from the campus with a sheet of rain performing on the tiles. Sometimes we kiss by the book, sometimes I stare shyly at your shirt buttons and wonder when they shall be mine to toy with, but then I am awake with nobody but an old bear who likes you just fine but feels a little envious that I spend more time with another. A bear who grew tired of pursuing sits on my lap as we stare at the stars, the inconstant moon. I wonder if you could see the same picture if it weren't for all the air pollution. This tiered lockdown thing is playing havoc with my life, let me tell you. Firstly, I got all scared because my NHS app, it said there was a change um, of restrictions where I lived. And I'm like, fucking excuse me? Um, I've been reliably formed by the news and shit that that is not the case. So I open up my app. And I'm still confused. Because it now says that my postcode includes areas in local COVID alert level, medium and high. So that's tier one and tier two. And I'm thinking, make it make sense. Because that does not make sense. Um, It can't be both, right? But it turns out, because I live in Kent, right? But I, I live in what they would call a border town, I guess. Because... Um, or I saw a counsellor on Twitter call it that, so I'm going to call it that. Um, there are quite a lot of towns that surround the town I live in that are technically in London. And then the town I live in is in Kent. So it's like, that's, that's what it means. And because the start, because you put in the start of your postcode and it, that's how it tells you like where you are and what the restrictions are and stuff. Um, and because... Um, the start of my postcode is shared with some towns in London that's why it says I'm in a medium and a high area even though I'm not I'm in a medium area so I'm in tier one technically um only just I suppose but anyways um but then (sighs) well the Leo lives in London doesn't he so that's tier two so then we're all like Romeo and Juliet and shit we want to be together but the government which is now like you know the Montagues and the Capulets all at once are like no but then so so I, I write a dramatic poem about it and I'm like parting is such sweet sorrow come to my balcony <laughs> and all this dumb shit but then it turns out it doesn't matter because technically because of the rules we can actually still see each other because you know um anyways uh, because he you know 
because we're obviously together and stuff and he lives by himself so then you because you're allowed to do this thing called like a support bubble thing where like someone that lives on their own can like link up with another household so technically he's linking up with mine so he's like um hang on hold up let me check because i um yeah so he's like i was a montague but i'm gonna come be a capulet for the purposes of this lockdown so then we can still see each other and no one has to drink poison with a priest or nothing you know as <laughs> but of course i i wrote a little dramatic poem before that because i'm thinking what does this mean oh my god is so dumb but <laughs> yeah and i was i was really thinking about romeo and juliet though because like you know star-crossed lovers so close but so far and <laughs> you know um and just thinking about you know romance in the time of rona and so on because it's it, it do be a struggle you know what i mean but we are we are doing it we're making it work it's all good and there will, <laughs> there will be no um no dramatic uh sad moment when i wouldn't fucking like i feel like romeo and juliet could have fixed a lot of things if they just thought to themselves we are both rich kids let's just take some money in the middle of the night and like move to france or some shit (laughs) they had it so easy man and they're out here complaining and shit like girl (laughs) i mean they didn't have like fucking the government trying to get in the way and all that shit when it happened i was like big sadiq i can't believe you've done this to me you've actually broken my heart first you cancel the new year's fireworks which i spontaneously decided i was going to like in that moment and then you hurt me really deeply and now this i i love you big sadiq but you're on thin ice with me pal (laughs) no i'm kidding i always love sadiq khan because he's really chill and really nice and he always comes to pride and i really appreciate that and he's just a really chill guy and we love him um and i know that he's doing these things like to stop people getting sick and that's more important than like anything really and so that is important um i think it's just difficult um because this has been going on a long time and it's been hard in a lot of different ways and so sometimes you just think it just gets worse and worse and I don't know how I'm gonna deal with this emotionally <laughs> so you you write a dramatic poem and then it turns out everything's fine anyway <laughs> so you don't need to worry um 
and I haven't I haven't got any more like ghost notifications on the app which is good news because I did before remember and I talked about it and I was like oh my god I'm so scared but nothing's happened anymore let me check your symptoms I do not have a high temperature I do not have a cough I can still smell and taste everything I don't have any new symptoms boom you are unlikely to have coronavirus nice Orange trees leaning against the horizon. Days tire and go home sooner. Our world famous rainy days have returned. I thought about the wasted summer, how I barely made friends with the sun. We were shy acquaintances and now I can barely see her face. I drink hot chocolate as the trees in my yard stare me down waving their brittle, broken branches, watching me write my way into trouble because the seasons may change, but I never do. I, uh, I wrote that in my back garden. Um, in, in my back garden, uh, <laughs> I've got I've got some plants. I've got um I've got some really lovely roses um that uh that the Leo got for me uh the first time we went out actually. And I've got them in my garden and they're all lovely in that. Um and so I've got you know, plants and there's a shed and everything. And then sort of on, at the back there's there's this forest. Right, it's this forest that goes around the back of, of my garden, and the first time I saw it, I just I was so um, struck by it, and it was like, wow, okay. Sometimes it kind of freaks me out because I hear noises from it in the dark, and I'm like scared because I watch too many horror films. <laughs> um, although I'm pretty sure it's just like people walking through it because it is like a public area, so. Um, people like will walk their dogs through there and shit like that and stuff like that so it's not really anything to be scared of but like when you're out in the garden and you're on your own and it's dark and then you suddenly hear a noise from the spooky forest it's like oh my god so I was sitting in the garden the other day and I was just writing that and um I was thinking about um the summer and how it's just kind of gone (laughs) and and also about you know kind of autumn as it approaches and how the the world and the way it looks changes uh during those times and then I was just looking up at the trees and then I started thinking about the Wizard of Oz and you know when the trees are grabbing Dorothy and stuff and I was just thinking about that and it was just um it was spooky you know <laughs> um and uh it was but it was fun to write and it was fun to kind of imagine the trees being all scary and coming to life 
even though I then felt really creeped out for ages and I couldn't sleep. <laughs> this one, I kind of like scaring myself sometimes, especially in October because it's Halloween and I like being scared. So, um, I guess it was kind of about who I am as a person as well. You know, I, I know that I'm the kind of person that makes the same mistakes a lot of the time and does dumb shit. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the seasons may change, but I don't. And sometimes I'm okay with that, but then sometimes I'm like, oh no, I'm the worst person in the whole world. Oh my God. start with Andrew Rosendahl who is a conservative MP for Romford and a tragedy if this latest tweet is anything to go by so he tweeted a picture of him with his poppy on listen I am all in favour of the poppy appeal. I think it's a great way to raise money for um, for veterans and people affected by war and things like that. However, there are a lot of people in the UK, and by that I mean England, because it mainly is England that there is a problem with this, who treat the whole thing like this tragic fucking <sighs> pissing contest, you know, I can wear my poppy harder than you and all this dumb shit. You have people that like decorate their whole gardens with that and <sighs> and then shit like this. Okay, so he tweeted, proud to be the first MP to wear a poppy this year in the House of Commons. It's never too early to show support for this vital campaign to thank those who have served King, Queen, Country and Commonwealth as we begin our annual period of national remembrance. Now, did this tweet need to exist? No. Is this actually about remembering people lost to war? I don't think so. I think this is him trying to prove that he is super into it and and to try and make it about him. And I just... 
Oh, mate. It's just very fucking sad. Um, I just... Um, but, you know, this from a guy who is in the governing party, um, who could have been doing things for armed forces veterans for the last 10 years that they've been in power and don't seem to be all that into it. Um, but he's got his poppy on, so he's done his bit, apparently. Um, I just, if you're trying to make Remembrance Sunday about you, then I feel like you've really missed the point. It was just, it was just a really fucking cringe moment. Um, Andy Burnham, I don't think I've really talked about him all that much, although he is one of my favourite politicians ever, just because of the meme where he did a Q&A on Mumsnet and they kept asking him if, if he wore mascara and he wouldn't answer the question because <laughs> he has really long eyelashes <laughs> and so everyone's really suspicious about how he gets his eyelashes like that. Um, as somebody else with long eyelashes, I can relate. Um, anyways, uh, so... Uh, okay, I should start with that. Okay, so the government has brought in, in England, uh, a new tier system for local lockdowns. So people in tier one just follow the national guidance. So they don't have any further restrictions. People in tier two have some extra restrictions and people in tier three have the hardest restrictions. So a lot of their businesses will be closing um people are advised to work from home if they can um uh a complete ban on mixing indoors and things like that lots of pubs and clubs closing and so on and so forth so the government is apparently negotiating with local leaders for places that they want to go into tier two or tier three um and they wanted Greater Manchester to go into tier three. And Andy Burnham basically said no, because the financial package is not enough to protect people. So basically what he's saying is because they bought in kind of a new furlough scheme, but like it's really shit. I mean, the old one had its problems, but this one's even worse. So people would get, I think it's two thirds of their wages with this furlough scheme. Um, so he basically said, you know, businesses that have to furlough their staff under this new scheme, these people are not going to have enough to live on. These businesses are not going to have enough to survive. We will not go into tier three unless you give us a financial package that means that the businesses are going to survive and that the people are going to have enough to live on. And the central government were like, no. So then Andy Burnham was like, fine, we're not doing it. Fuck off. And people lost their shit. Honestly. I I do feel like the government feel embarrassed by what has happened because 
I think they expected him to just roll over and accept it. And he was just like, no, fuck off. And so now they're just sort of like, oh, my God. Like, Boris Johnson, he did a, a press briefing the other day. And he made a point of basically giving this ultimatum and saying, if you don't go into tier three, people are going to die and it's going to be your fault, Andy Burnham. But is it? Because it's not like what Andy Burnham is saying is nonsense. He's right. With the current financial measures in place for tier three locations, a lot of businesses wouldn't survive. A lot of people would not have enough to live on. You know, you can't just say to your landlord, oh, I'm only paying two thirds of the rent this month because I've been furloughed. Because they're just going to say, well, I want the rest of my rent. Give it to me. And you either give it to them or you're homeless, especially because, you know, people are allowed to be evicted now. Um, you know, if you go to the shops and you're going to buy your food and you say, I'll tell you what, I'm going to take all of the food, but I will pay you for two thirds of it. They're going to say no. So Andy Burnham is making some fucking points, you know, um, so I think I think the government just thought that everyone would just be like, you know, it's fine. Fuck Andy Burnham. The government is right. But nobody is saying that apart from the government. So it's all a bit cringe, really. Um, the Welsh government have been making some moves as well. Uh, they have... <sighs> Basically, what they've said is that people from areas that are in stronger lockdowns and that have higher rates of infections cannot come to Wales. And if you're caught coming to Wales, you'll be fined and sent home. I feel that that is fair. Um, I should state this applies across the UK. So if you're coming from an area in Scotland, for example, or Northern Ireland and you're going to Wales and the area you've come from has a high infection rate, you'll be sent home and fined, right? However, <laughs> there are so many people losing their shit and acting like this is some kind of anti-English propaganda from the Welsh government. And it really isn't because it's not like Mark Drakeford was out there like, you know what? Fuck off, English people. We don't want you here. That's not what he said at all. He just said, if you are coming from a place with a high infection rate, don't come to Wales. If you come to Wales, we'll find you and send you home. And that applies across the UK. He never said anything about it being a solely English thing. But people, they make it about themselves and their egos. And it's just like, girl, <laughs> shut the fuck up. And then Jacob Rees-Mogg was asked about it in the House of Commons and he was like, oh, well, that's what you get when you vote for socialists. And it's like, it has nothing to do with socialism either. You people are insane. It's like these bitches don't realise there's a fucking pandemic on. Honestly, um, it's just, <laughs> it's just dumb shit, man. <laughs> Dumb shit, 24 fucking 7. I cannot. 
Um, New Zealand, uh, this isn't UK politics, but I wanted to just say, uh, New Zealand have um, re-elected uh, their Prime Minister, and she seems delightful, so congratulations to them. Um, great job, everybody in New Zealand. One of the only countries doing shit right this year. <laughs> we had to stand. Um... Do we really want to discuss Boris Johnson having another affair? Do we want to talk about it? Basically, there was this woman, I don't know if I'm saying her name right, but Jennifer Archery, Archery, whatever. This. Anyways, she. So she's this woman and she came out a little while ago and she was like, yeah, we had an affair and like. He gave my company loads of money when he was the mayor of London. And there was a bit of outrage, but then everyone just sort of forgot about it. And then she just sort of kept turning up on TV and being interviewed and seeking attention and shit. And it was all a bit tragic. And she's done it again. She's being interviewed again. Um, And... Yeah, she's basically said again, yeah, we had an affair. Yeah, he gave me money and shit (laughs) he sorted out like money for my company um one of the things she said though was was quite funny she said there are romantic men and then there are jesters of romance like boris and they're not the same thing (laughs) you know what i kind of have to stand for that read that was funny but i i just i don't even i don't even why would you out of all the people, Boris Johnson, girl, you need to love yourself. Especially as there are so many, like, stories out there of him treating all his mistresses terribly. Like, you're obviously not going to get that much of a, a good long-term deal, sis. Like, aim higher. You're out here looking for a sugar daddy, but you settled for a splendor daddy. And that's sad. That is just sad, my sis. Um... Anyways, what else happened? Oh, (laughs) yeah. So do you remember during the election, Boris Johnson kept saying that they had a deal, an oven ready Brexit deal. Everything was going to be great because he had a deal with the EU. It was oven ready. It was all going to be amazing. In fact, he actually said, we've got the deal. It's oven ready. Vote Conservative tomorrow to get Brexit done union jack emoji this was something he tweeted on the 11th of december last year he lied yet again this man's out here trying to be a sugar daddy and he's a splendid daddy he never gives you what he tells you you're gonna get he'll be like oh come on let's go shopping i'll buy you whatever you want and so you start looking at the fancy shops and then he basically like buys you like a pair of knee-high socks from Primark and he's like look we're on a budget this week okay I I'll I'll get you something nice next week I promise it'll be amazing and then the next week the same shit happens but he doesn't even take you out to dinner that time and you just feel a bit short-changed everything this man says is a lie every promise he makes is a lie now he's out here like yeah we're probably gonna have to leave on a no deal we should prepare for that and I'm like Oh, my God. Must we? 
must we why are we even leaving at all this is stupid and I hate it and I hate you and I I can't believe people voted for him I just oh my god it makes me want to punch myself in the face um going back to the new furlough scheme um there was a tweet I saw uh they were they were talking to Liam Thorpe who is the political editor of the Liverpool Echo uh Liverpool is another region that has been put into tier 3 restrictions um and someone tweeted to him and said from November 1st I am out of work receiving 67% of my salary but not until mid December when the government start paying firms cannot pay bills or pay for Christmas for kids who live with me. How is this even legal? Hashtag broken. Hashtag what's the point? This person's story is not going to be the only one like this. It's not. I mean, we saw with the original fellow scheme, there were millions of people excluded, getting absolutely zero support. Um, and that was something they put in in a rush so they used that excuse oh we were putting it in quickly we couldn't get everyone sorry this time they've had several months to devise this plan and they have still got a system where people are excluded where people are left behind where people are not going to be receiving any money until mid fucking december this man will be out of work from the 1st of november but won't get any furlough payments until mid december they have had months to think of this and that this is the best the treasury can do oh my god it's it's fucking horrifying it really really is because like i said you know this this person is not going to be the only one in this situation there are potentially going to be so many people in these difficult situations with nowhere to turn. And it's it's all well and good for the government to say, oh, you know, you can get universal credit. Well, not everyone is eligible for universal credit. And even if you are, there are five long weeks of waiting until you get your first payment. And then they can say, oh, well, you can get a loan during the first few weeks. Yes, but you have to fucking pay that back, which means you get less when you actually get your first payment. So you end up in a cycle of debt. So actually, universal credit is shit. It's not worth it. And a lot of people aren't eligible. So it's just, it's not good enough that that is all they can come up with. If you're not eligible for furlough, then universal credit. Fuck off. Oh, God, I hate the government. Um, oh, delusion. <laughs> Keir Starmer uh, was speaking to STV News and he insisted that Richard Leonard could become Scotland's next first minister <laughs> the man is in third place behind the fucking conservatives come on Mark Darcy don't be a mug I know you're a smart man don't be playing dumb like this I <laughs> listen <laughs> they're still doing this man 
they're still doing this i can't um anyways <laughs> it's just funny to me because it's delusional it really really is delusional and you know the fucking funnier thing there was polling done this week and apparently Nicola Sturgeon has a bigger positive rating amongst Labour voters than Richard Leonard, who is the leader of Scottish Labour. And they're still out here like he could be the next first minister. Well, by that logic, so could I. I have I probably have more of a chance of becoming the next first minister than Richard fucking Leonard. And I'm not even currently in Scotland. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. It's oh, it's just sad at this point, really. It's like, oh, bless. I, I mean... <sighs> bless them. Um, speaking of Scotland again, uh, Kate Forbes, who is amazing seriously she is the cabinet secretary for finance and she's such a a talented person it's amazing to me but also kind of scary to me because she's only a year older than I oh hang on two years older than I am (laughs) see this just proves my point she's so fucking good at maths and I'm terrible I didn't even know that (laughs) Cause I, just, I looked up her date of birth and it said 1990 and I was like, yeah, 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 she's like a year older than me. And then I'm like, girl, you were born in 1992. What the fuck? What is wrong with you? Anyways, she's two years older than me. She's in the fucking cabinet. She's in the fucking cabinet, bro. And she is, I mean, she is essentially what Rishi Sunak would be if Rishi Sunak wasn't a heartless, terrible person. Um, she is sort of the, the devolved equivalent of, like, the Chancellor, essentially. Um, like, if Scotland was an independent country, when Scotland is an independent country, she would be, like, the Chancellor. That would be, like, her role. So, anyways, she's real good at maths, is the point. She handles all the money. And she was on Question Time... Um, and so was (laughs) Douglas Ross, and, well, he got embarrassed by her, because she was talking facts, and he was embarrassed, because, well, he was not. However, he then posted a video on social media that was, like, really edited to try and make it look like she was wrong when she wasn't, and it's just, like, girl really 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 bro it was sad it was cringy um I felt embarrassed just being present and seeing on the timeline that he did that and it's just like ew that's tragic and gross um (laughs) but yeah anyways Stan Kate Forbes um that was a really interesting uh debate on racism against chinese um and east and south 
East Asian people uh, in the UK that is um, a consistent thing that's happened, but it has risen um, during the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Um, what I really want to make clear is that this isn't a, a new thing, people being racist towards um, Chinese and East and South East Asian people. Um, but it is rising in the same way that, you know, it's always been the case that there has been racism in the UK, but it got worse after Brexit, you know what I mean? Um, but Sarah Owen, uh, who is a Labour MP, um, and is also the chair of Chinese for Labour, um, she gave an amazing uh, speech about racism that she had faced herself um, and racism that she had seen. And there was one moment where she spoke about hearing members of parliament in front of her, in the same room as her, saying disgustingly racist things um and about how nothing seemed to be done and again she's she's making a point she's making points you know there are a number of times where we have seen uh members of parliament say and do very very obviously racist things and nothing happens as a result there are no consequences and that's quite obviously fucked and i'm really glad to see her using her platform as a member of parliament to speak up for people that are marginalized especially right now when the discrimination against them is increasing um and I just wish that more MPs have made the effort. It would have been nice to see mine there, but that was very unlikely because he never goes to things like that. Um, she made a point of saying that there were a lot of empty chairs, even with social distancing measures, there were a lot of empty spaces. And only one Conservative MP bothered to show up, and that was the minister that was obliged to be there. Nobody else from their party showed up and, well, that's quite obviously fucking terrible, isn't it? You know, they'll talk a big game about how they're tough on racism, but they're obviously not, if they're not even bothering to turn up and hear what people's stories are and and to hear what people are going through. Um, but I I think it's a very important debate to have. And I'm very glad that she stepped up where many others wouldn't and forced that conversation into happening. And that is fucking awesome.
scratching initials into my desk so my idle, angry nails don't find her eyes. My heart is helpless and possessed. There is an envy deep within me, distant under the sun. My skin burns as my ink buries her beautiful face. I spin alone in the garden, side two, track seven, rubber sole as my eyes rain. I am the reigning queen of resent, throne of grass, crown of limelight hydrangeas. Being loved by me is dangerous because I can compete in an empty room. I am swallowing my pain, it tastes so much like you. So I start to hunt my hunger, helpless and possessed again. Okay, firstly, um, wait, which which should I do first? Okay, I should do this first because it's going to be confusing otherwise. I am doing this segment with an accent because then I can't be held responsible for what I'm saying. Now, some people might think, that's crazy, that's not even a thing. Like, what? Just because you do it in a different voice, that doesn't mean that you didn't say it or whatever. And to those people, I say... Anyways, moving on. Um, (laughs) So, like, if anybody that I'm talking about right now comes to me and tries to bring this up in, like, regular conversation, I'm just gonna be like, I'm sorry, I I was doing an accent that day, I don't, that's inadmissible, whatever, you know what I mean? Um, So, (laughs) the other thing I was gonna say, (laughs) and this has actually nothing to do with anything, um, earlier in this episode, I was talking about a project that I was working on today and I was like, I'm not going to tell you what it is. I can't tell you what it is. I'm going to tell you what it is because I put it up for pre-orders and I'll like, if you, you know, you know what it is. It's like on my website and everything. Basically, um, in December, on December 4th, I am releasing a live album of like it's basically I was going to go on tour but then the pandemic happened we didn't even we didn't get to announce it properly um and and then it was like no no one's doing concerts now (laughs) so I, I never I never got to do it um but what I decided to do I kind of recorded like a live like concert-esque thing and I'm gonna release that instead. So it's basically like what the concert would have been but with a couple tracks from the new record. Actually wait that's how this links in okay because that's gonna come up in a little bit. Um, but also, uh, some of my Christmas songs, cause I'm, I'm going to release it like near Christmas. So I was like, let me record some Christmas songs, you know, <laughs> and with the, with the mix. And so, uh, that will be coming on December 4th. Um, and also I think, I think I'm going to like air it on this, on this podcast, like a little, like live 
experience. So it'll be fun and cute, right? Anyways, <laughs> so why am I talking with an accent? Why do I not want to be held accountable for what I'm saying? What was that last poem about? Mm, let's get into that. So, um, it was about envy. It was about jealousy. It was about complex human emotions, you know? A couple weeks ago, I was talking about, um, about how, and I want everyone to remember, okay, I am doing an accent right now, all right? So what I'm saying is not what I'm saying, and y'all don't get to come at me and be like oh remember that thing you said because I didn't actually say it like this is this is not this is an illusion you're not seeing this it's not actually happening and I refuse to uh to be a part of this if anyone brings it up in the future I'm just gonna pretend like it never happened okay so don't even try it because I am the Duchess of Delulu, darling, I will be like, I don't remember that. I don't recall. I don't know her. That's relevant, too. We're going to get into it. So, um, where was it? Yeah, a couple weeks ago, I was talking about Mariah, Mariah Carey. You know, my, my love my my comrade and biracial songwriting <laughs> my inspiration my my favorite artist really um and i was talking about how i was talking to the leo and i mentioned that like cuz i talk about her all the time like in real life and i was talking about her um and he mentioned <laughs> that he used to have a crush on her and I, I I remarked that at the time it was crazy to me because I was thinking normally I would get like really jealous and I would suddenly hate her and I'd be really angry like like I did with Kylie Minogue and Natalie Portman and like a whole bunch of other people but it didn't happen with Mariah and I was like oh okay maybe this is like character development or something (laughs) yeah it turns out it was just like on a delay I had the weirdest experience I okay where did I even start so I was I think the first time I noticed it I, I love Instagram I'm always like on Instagram and I love scrolling through the like uh, explore page and I like going to the videos and just scrolling through and it gives you like videos based on the accounts you follow and all that and I follow a lot of like Mariah Carey accounts obviously um and so I always get like lots of Mariah videos in that feed and I was scrolling through a couple days ago and I just suddenly got really weird because I kept thinking about him and I kept thinking it was like this thing in my head and it was like oh my god if he had an instagram he would probably follow a lot of these accounts too and he would like pictures of her and videos wouldn't he you know 
and and he would probably follow her on Instagram and he would like all of her pictures and he would probably comment onto them with like heart emojis and like heart eye emojis and shit like he does like to you but like like not on Instagram because he doesn't have Instagram um <laughs> but like like when he texts me like sometimes and like he sends those emojis and shit but like he would be putting them under her pictures which is basically the same thing in my psychotic mind palace so then I'm like you know what we're not doing this okay calm down it doesn't even matter he doesn't even have Instagram he probably doesn't even really know what Instagram is like to be honest like like I'm sure he has an awareness of what it is but like like he's not he doesn't have an Instagram calm the fuck down you dumb bitch um and so I try to forget about it and it's fine but then I feel weird like okay I (laughs) again I want to remind everybody the accent is in play or go nothing that I'm saying right now could be used against me ever I have a playlist that like of songs that remind me of him and uh, one of them is, um, a song called Mesmerized. It's from Mariah's new album, The Rarities, which I love, um, even though I think I am heading into a feud with her, which I don't want to do. And that song really reminds me of him. And, like, like, from, like, when you listen, if you listen to the song, like, it's like, how I feel like about him and shit anyways um so (laughs) that song came on and I just suddenly felt like weirdly territorial and I'm like girl she did not fucking write this song about him she wrote this song for a movie she doesn't even know him she's not out here writing songs about your man you are the only person that that we know of that is writing songs about your man so calm the fuck down and I'm freaking out and I had to fucking turn it off like I didn't remove it from the playlist it wasn't that drastic but I had to pause it and like put on a different song because I'm like getting freaked out and upset and I don't even know why because it's not like he mentions her all the time like because this was the problem with the Kylie thing right I think I talked about this a couple episodes ago but like I had this boyfriend and he was like obsessed with Kylie Minogue and he would talk about her all the time and talk about how he was gonna like leave me for her and all this fucked up shit it got to the point I hated that woman for several years just because of that, which was dumb as fuck because she is awesome. But this is not like this. Like, he mentioned it, like, one time. And it's not like he really went into detail. He just said that he had a crush on her. But, like, it's not like he said, I like this thing about her or I found this about her really hot or anything like that which actually I think makes it worse because then I'm thinking which aspect of it is her of her is it that you like because god it's so I am the worst person on the planet let me tell you that so anyways it gets fucking worse because then I am working on the new record uh which 
I am hoping it will come out next year, but if I start getting a complex about it, I don't even know what's going to happen. So I'm listening to this song. Uh, it's the first track. Um, and actually, it's, it's, on the, it's on the live album. <laughs> it's the first track of that, too. Uh, so I guess now I, I kind of I think actually doing this live album was good for me because it's forced me to make a decision because all week I've been kind of like do I keep this album as is because I like it or do I completely change it and doing the live album gave me the decision because I was like no we're keeping it we're not changing it that's stupid and the reason that I wanted to was because I was listening to the song that I wrote about him and I love this song I don't know if he's gonna like this song but to be quite honest with you that if he likes it great if he doesn't I'm pretty sure he's obligated to pretend he does so it's fine um <laughs> uh, although I hope he does um so I'm listening to this song and then suddenly I get this thought in my head like would he like this song if it sounded more like a Mariah Carey song? And then I'm like, oh my god, are you really doing this right now? Are you actually doing this? Are you fucking serious right now? Because, firstly, right, she and I make very different kinds of music, right? She does kind of hip-hop, R&B, pop kind of stuff, um... Although, actually, she, she hasn't made kind of hip-hop stuff for a long time. So it's just, like, charm bracelet era. But anyway, that, you know what I mean. And, and, and that's great. And we love that. And we stand. I make kind of alternative lo-fi stuff, which is very different. So, sonically, lyrically in pretty much every way we're very different um musicians songwriters performers and that's fine but we're different so there's no real way for me to just be like oh let me just write a song like one of her songs it's just it's not realistic it's it's ridiculous it would sound completely out of place not just on the record but in my entire discography, it would just be so out of place and random and weird and it just wouldn't work. So it's not an option, but I'm considering it anyways, because I'm thinking, well, is that what he wants? Is that what he would like if I was more like her? And then I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? That's fucking stupid. Don't do that. I've never even heard him listen to one of her songs, by the way. So I, <laughs> I don't even know if he like likes her music or what I, I honestly I've never asked I think I'm afraid to but the point is retconning the song that I wrote for him to make it more like one of her songs is ridiculous but I was considering it because I suddenly got all insecure about it even though like he has listened to my music and he likes it like he hasn't heard that particular song because I don't want to show it to him I refuse um <laughs> but like he's listened to other stuff I've written and he likes it so 
we already know that he likes my music, so I don't need to fucking change and I don't need to be different musically. But we're we're getting somewhere else with that in a second. I don't need to change myself musically to be what he wants because he already likes what I'm doing, right? Now, I then, right, in the psychotic mind palace, try to apply that to other aspects, okay? If he wanted to, right, if he wanted someone that looks like her, he could go find someone like that. Maybe not her specifically, but someone that looks more like her than I do. Because really, like, aesthetically, all that we have in common is, you know, kind of the light brown biracial skin tone. Um, because because we have very similar ethnic makeup. So, you know, skin tone wise, we're, we're pretty similar. Um, we both have brown eyes. Um, but that's really as far as it goes. You know, I don't really look like her. Um, so if he wanted someone that did, there are a lot of other people that look a lot more like her than I do. So if that was what he wanted, he could go after that. But he came after me, right? I'm like processing this, like live in person, you know, like in my head. And, um, you know, so it was like this process of trying to reinforce that in my head and not be a crazy person not just because it would be weird for him and he'd be like whoa what the fuck is happening why are you being like this but more importantly because I am not prepared to give up Mariah Carey for anybody okay (laughs) my other you know crazy one-sided feuds with female celebrities I could overlook that I could accept that but Mariah I'm not I'm not I'm not losing her you know because that woman has been with me through everything girl I like honestly there's like a song in her discography for like every key moment in my life and she as an artist means a lot to me I, you know that thing where you really like like a, like an artist and you feel really connected to them? I feel like that with her because there's so much that we have in common, you know? We're both, like, biracial. We both face a lot of racism growing up. We both kind of always felt like we didn't fit in. We're both what some people would call high maintenance. Um, we're both creative songwriters, producers, and everything like that. We're both romantically a little unlucky sometimes but currently making it work that's another thing I'm trying to remind myself as much as I think this guy is all that and I really do (laughs) she has a boyfriend and she's very happy with him and they make cute tiktoks together and whatever so she's probably not out here trying to steal my man we are not in competition it's okay and even though I am intolerable, he likes me, right? This would be the like the part where it'd be really great if this was like a, a real like live setting and you guys were here with me and you could be like, yeah, yeah, totally. You're you're totally right. I mean, you were kind of crazy before, and honestly, you'll probably be crazy for a long time. But 
yeah, you're getting it. That's right. Right on. You know, that'd be awesome. But, um, yeah, so I basically, I wrote that poem about that weird feeling of irrational jealousy and envy and how how much it um, bothered me to feel that way because I don't like feeling this way like that's the thing I, I don't like feeling like this it feels bad um but it's how you know what I mean and I'm trying to like uh like sort through it in my head and be like no you're being ridiculous you're being irrational don't be like this don't you know because I know in my head I'm being like really stupid (laughs) and it's it's not that's the thing it's not like it's something that's consuming me or like making my life a challenge um, I should know since writing that poem because I think it really helped to kind of write it out and sort through it in my head I am now back on the lamb train um, I oh my god sorry he just <laughs> he just texted me and I forgot like what words are anyways um yeah, like, I, you know, I can listen to her music again without feeling weird and angry. <laughs> and I can scroll through my videos of her and, like, not want to fight her. Although she'd probably win because she's from New York and, you know. Um, but... <laughs> but I'm... I mean, I, I... Here's the thing. I feel like this is something people don't talk about often enough. Like, when you're jealous and upset, but you know you're being stupid, but that doesn't stop you from feeling jealous and upset. You know what I mean? Um, Because I don't feel like I'm the only person that this happens to. I feel like I'm probably just the only person crazy enough to publicly talk about it. But I'd like to remind everyone, once again, I'm doing it in an accent, so this is inadmissible. Okay? Ain't nobody gonna hold this shit against me. Because, uh... Because I... This is, like, another person, alright? I don't want to fucking talk about this ever again. Um, but yeah, so that, that poem is about jealousy. And... And all that. But it's okay, because we're doing better. And I'm glad I'm on the road to recovery, because I don't want to fight with Miss Mimi, because Christmas is coming, and you know that after October 31st, because it's Halloween, after that, it is going to be all day, every day, Merry Christmas, and Merry Christmas to you, playing those, those amazing records all the fucking time. I can't wait. <laughs> It's going to be so good and so lit um, to be able to embrace Christmas with my queen. Um, So we can't be fighting. Uh, We can't be doing that. So I'm glad that I'm in recovery. All I want for Christmas is a brain that isn't crazy.
Thank you for listening to Sincerely Jennifer with me, Jennifer Wan. If you want to find more of my work, you can on my website, jenniferwan.com. Or you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Reddit, SoundCloud, and pretty much every social media website ever. With the username, Miss J Squared. Thank you to my amazing top tier patron supporters, Amanda, Kylie, Melissa, Anna, Sam, Katie, Christina, Josie, Gabriella, David, Elena, Alicia, 